Thoughts on Keenan Malik's recent EA article. By JWS. Heading. What this post is about. Note, the article link is here. Link in text, I've avoided referencing the headline, since that's likely a copywriter and not related to what Malik's arguments actually are. Introduction. British writer and public intellectual Keenan Malik recently published an EA critical article in The Observer. This post is a consideration and refutation of the arguments that it presents against effective altruism both as a movement, and as a broader philosophy. I recently stated before that speaking up against unfair, incomplete, bad EA criticism could be my contribution to the emerging EA duocracy. And so here is the first post in that spirit. Subheading. Why respond at all? EA's last 12 months has been pretty challenging. In the light of various scandals and controversies, there seems to be increased skepticism of the movement, especially in public debates. Some of this is pushback is valid, and it is up to us as a community and movement to respond accordingly. However, a lot of anti-EA takes I've seen this year have often been quite poor, showing lack of considerations with the main arguments or even familiarity with the ideas and debates occurring within EA. Despite this semi-hostile media landscape, my current understanding of what could be called EA comms strategy is that all criticisms of this form are basically ignored. Probably for considerations such as Responding to these criticisms is not a good use of time or effort. In fact, it may potentially backfire by bringing unwanted attention to the community or forum. With small comms resources, it's better to communicate to specific people carefully, for example journalists at major newspapers. Alternatively, it may be that there is no EA comms strategy as nobody can speak for decentralized movement, for example nobody can a spokesman a woman for all of feminism or environmentalism. I sympathize with a lot of these perspectives. And my intention is not to respond for the EA philosophy, but as an EA. Nevertheless, I do think the current comms strategy has not fared well over the last year. As criticism of EA has grown, certain misconceptions, faucets, and bad arguments have essentially been left to spread without much engagement or pushback. It's true that most public debates end without anyone on the stage changing their minds, and I think the same is true for social media. However, there are far more people reading and referencing social media than those who contribute to it, and the arguments and ideas they encounter do matter. So this post, and maybe series, is meant to be a way of rectifying this balance. Subheading. Why this article? A friend of mine shared it on WhatsApp this morning and it provoked some interesting some interesting discussion between us, but I found the article itself lacking. The Observer is the sister paper of The Guardian, the UK's leading left-of-centre newspaper. The column therefore has a large amount of potential reach. It is also another example of EA being portrayed negative in the left-of-centre toward left sphere. Counteracting the perception that such a split is inevitable, common, or necessary is another reason I wanted to start on this series. Heading. Onto the article. Subheading. The main argument. As this is a newspaper column and not an academic paper there isn't a structured, syllogistic argument laid out for us. However, there was one theme that seemed to tie Malik's pessimistic view on EA with his views on EA's role in the FTX scandal. The points below are therefore my summary from the article, as well as paraphrased. I'd suggest reading it yourself to get a clearer sense of what Malik thinks. 1. EA views that moral consequences of actions must be quantified, and our moral decisions ought to be taken on that basis. 
2. This leads into problems of measurability bias and only treating the symptoms of world problems. Given its philosophical commitments, EA will ignore these kind of interventions. 3. As such, it means it gives backing to those with power in the existing status quo of the world, such as Silicon Valley billionaires or cryptocurrency whiskids, and turns them into heroes. 4. This philosophical cover in fact means that essentially any action of these powerful people can be justified under the EA framework. 5. These structures and these people are actually causing harm, meaning that EA is unable to fulfill its goal of doing the most good. Suffice to say, I disagree with a lot of this, though some parts more than others. I'd also want to reiterate that this is my impression of Malik's case after reading and rereading the article as well as drafting the post. In his actual article it flows together less systematically, but I'll quote specifics in the next section. Subheading. The errors. Factual errors and lack of evidence. In a variety of cases, Malik either makes claims that are wrong and could have been checked, or could use more clarification. Again, it's a newspaper article rather than an academic article, but here are some examples of where I think he should have done better. 1. Quote. McCaskill encourages students to become not relatively poorly paid aid workers or doctors, but bankers or traders who might earn millions. End quote. This is referencing McCaskill's 2013 paper Replaceability, Career Choice, and Making a Difference. I also think McCaskill is somewhat standing in for EA thinking as a whole here. But by 2015 institutional EA and even Will himself was moving away from earning to give, both philosophically and in terms of EA outreach. Funnily enough, even in the 2015 Amia Srinivasan criticism that Malik cites, she also mentions that Will has already moved away from earning to give. Maybe students actually means some students, but some could mean 0.05% so the criticism becomes a lot less focused and loses its force. 2. Finally, while there are references to McCaskill and Singer in the article, Malik also makes claims about the EA movement and effective altruists as a whole without referencing any empirical evidence on how what its members actually believes. Philosophical and conceptual confusion. Some ideas in EA are confusing, others are unintuitive, and some are both. This doesn't mean that all EA ideas are like this though, which makes me confused when some critics think that there are simple philosophical criticisms that EA simply haven't thought about. For example. 1. Quote. Few people would dispute that the consequences of an act must play a major role in helping decide its moral worth. The trouble is, being merely sensitive to numbers, divorced from social context, can lead to perverse ends. End quote. I found this criticism really odd to read. Keenan is arguing against consequentialism here, but the grounds for that concern are perverse ends, which basically sounds like a fancy way of saying bad consequences. This seems like a straw Vulcan criticism as a good consequentialist would like to be aware of the styles of thinking that would lead to these bad consequences. This PhD thesis has a really good summary of different interpretations of consequentialism, and shows that as early as J.S. Mill consequentialists were arguing that unifying ethical principles need not be required for moral deliberation. That PhD candidate's name? Toby Ord. Note also how Malik shifted from quoting Singer saying effective altruists are sensitive to numbers to being merely sensitive to numbers. That was a quick sleight of hand that passed me by the first time, and is unhelpful as it once again crosses criticism of EA as a philosophy and EA as a movement. 2. 
quote. He, SBF, might have scammed investors, but at least he gave more money to charity than another scammer might have done. Most EA supporters, I imagine, would reject such arguments, but in so doing they reveal that there is more to morality than numbers adding up, and that concepts such as dignity or intrinsic worth may be as important as consequences. End quote. Once again, believe that there is no more to morality than numbers is something which Malik has written into existence here. There is infinitely more to morality than numbers, but numbers are what many EAs use for cause prioritization. It is also confusing to me why one wouldn't include dignity or intrinsic worth into your thoughts about how to do good. Worlds which contain the same persons who experience the same hedonic utility but vastly different levels of dignity, and my assumption that EAs would expect the latter. I think there is an underlying, unspoken objection to the whole premise of consequentialism here. And that morality is correctly viewed as a question of what makes a moral character rather than what makes a moral action. But that's a whole other debate, and one Malik does little if any to set up in this piece, and even then one of the developments in EA moral thought over the last few years is how to deal with questions of moral uncertainty. 3. Quote. Effective altruists tend also to target the symptoms rather than the causes of social problems, as it is easier to do so, and, easier, becomes translated as, more effective. End quote. There is a big debate on systemic versus marginal action in EA, so I don't want to recap all of that here. I think the first half of this already feeling a bit dicey unless you have an idea what, the causes of social problems is. I think that's actually a much harder thing to be sure about than many people claim. Do social problems have a single cause, surely they are multi-causal, where it'd be plausible to say that interventions that seem symptomatic will actually feed back into society. Perhaps this is a practical claim, but again it feels like it misses the mark. Consider again the good old ITN framework. Yes, marginal interventions are easier than systemic changes in the sense that they are more tractable, but if the systemic changes were neglected and important enough then EA would support them. That's basically where I'd place animal welfare. Getting humanity to treat animals better is an incredibly difficult task, but the alternative seems to be morally catastrophic, so it is worth them trying and EA supporting them. Anyway, there's a lot more to be said about these topics, but here I'm disappointed at such a quick rush through what's an important topic that many EAs have thought carefully about. Object-level disagreements there are also some points where I think Malik disagrees with EA on an object level, and I think that EA is mostly correct, hence why I'm posting on the forum, rather than the Guardian comments section. 1. Malik appeals to moral intuitionism at one point in the piece. First saying that a strict consequentialist perspective can violate our intuitions, though it doesn't really go anywhere. I think EA as a philosophy is against moral intuitionism as ending a debate as Malik does here but I don't think it's against intuitionism as starting a debate. That's exactly what I think that expanding moral circle is, the question is then what are the implications for us, our actions, and our world. In general, I'm skeptical of how far moral intuitions should be used as cornerstones of our moral actions, though I suspect they could be valuable as guardrails. 2. Quote. Food banks address a pressing need, but not the underlying reasons for that need, poverty wages and abysmally low benefits. Many of us recognize the necessity both of providing immediate help for people failed by the system and of campaigning to transform that system, thereby removing the necessity for food banks. End quote. I think that the EA-ish criticism, which I don't fully agree with, 
is that it's much easier to claim you have a foolproof way to create a social system that will definitely have no hunger, but in practice this seems very difficult to achieve. To misquote Churchill, capitalism is the worst form of economic system except for all those other forms that have been tried. So, by analogy, I don't think that there is campaign that can transform the system to remove the need for food banks, and if a person were considering shutting down their food bank, and they were the only person who could provide it, I think there would be reasons to get them to consider not doing so. 3. Quote. Inevitably, it, EA, it gives inordinate power to those with the biggest pockets, turning the likes of Sam Bankman-Fried into heroes. End quote. I think there's a version of this criticism that might have more bite. Srinivasan makes it more thoroughly and persuasively in her criticism, but it doesn't as a concluding line. It don't think that the inevitably is justified at all. In fact, by arguing for taking into account future generations and non-human animals seems like a much more democratic moral framework than many that exist today. I think there are very valid criticisms of how EA institutions deal with power practically but here I'm just pointing out on the object level that making this claim of inevitably is not, and probably can't be, epistemically justified. Heading. Final thoughts. Subheading. Another disappointing critique. As I read this article, I became increasingly disappointed at it. While I don't think a newspaper column should be held to the standards of an academic article, and Malik isn't writing for an EA-aware audience, it still comes off as a first-pass criticism of EA that's also out of date in its perspective of the movement. Of course I'm biased towards EA here. But I don't ask people to take my word for it. I think that the main argument implicit in Malik's piece is unsupported, and that the specific extracts I've looked show argumentative weakness. It might be that he does have more worked-out versions of these arguments that do present a challenge to EA but this article shouldn't make anyone think that EA is likely to be a wrong approach to doing good. Subheading. Why this matters. To reiterate, I feel like this post is the result of sticking to a new principle of mine. Don't let bad criticisms of EA slide. My hope is that if people link to Malik's piece or bring him up as a point in an anti-EA piece, then this piece is here as a response. In turn, I hope it will lead all to better understanding of why EA is not as bad as our critics say or what the key cruxes of our disagreement actually are. This isn't to say that there are no good criticisms, or that EA should do more to encourage good criticisms from out-groups. I think there is a lot in the last 12 months that hasn't fully been reckoned with. But this piece was a nice crystallization of what I consider to be a large amount of poor EA criticism. Subheading. What's next? I hope that there will be no more bad criticisms of EA, but reality is often disappointing. I'll continue this series if I have the time, and probably prioritize criticisms based on how large the reach of the criticism is, how egregious the anti-A claims are, either by overclaiming or presenting weak arguments as obviously true, whether it covers new arguments that haven't been covered before. As a brief preview, however, Professor Noah Giantser accuser recently posted another EA weak take and as they've been doing this consistently this year that they're probably next on my list. Anyway, that's it for now. Let me know if you like this post, if you have another bad EA criticism for me to tackle next, or if you desperately suggest that I end the entire enterprise. Wherever you are reading this, I hope your motivations are altruistic and your actions effective. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for the Effective Altruism Forum. It was first published on October 10, 2023. 
the original text contained seven footnotes which were omitted from the narration. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.